Hey, it's the Left Coasters Podcast. I'm Dangles. I'm Brian. And I am Tony. And thank you for listening to the Left Coasters Podcast. You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at the Left Coasters Podcast. Hit us up on Gmail, theleftcoasterspodcast at gmail.com. Now, the beginning of this show sounds like we were talking out of an old shoe. It is our fault. It's very like AM sports talk yeah. radio. It sounds like a WEI filter we threw on there. And it's not, we're not trying a new thing. We simply had the adjustments wrong. We fixed it during the end of the show, but enjoy listening to us sound like we're in the 1950s. And uh, here's the show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the Left Coasters universe, welcome to week 16 of the Left Coasters podcast. This is a one-episode week, folks, a one-episode abbreviated holiday week, and gentlemen, it's going to be a somber one because... uh, Nobody cares that the Packers are out of the playoffs. No, no, that was not where I was going. If you just let me finish, I was going to say, gentlemen, we have to talk about Jared. We have to talk about Jared. We do have to talk about And the Jared. Los Angeles Rams and the trouble that they are facing. But first, before we get there, this show is going to be a fun one. We have a final week of gravestones. We have a weekly pick'em section that is very, very close with only 32 pick'ems remaining. And we have to talk about Jared. And But before we get there, Dangles, my friend, I'm usually with you every Sunday. Oh, by the way, I'm Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Brian the Ballerina, Balzarini. If you don't know by now, get out. Dangles. I usually watch football with you every Sunday, and the past couple of Patriots games have not been looking good, but I wasn't able to watch this weekend with you because you were in the great city of Las Vegas, and I would love to know, A, how did you do in Las Vegas? Did you come away with any money? And B, what were your feelings watching that New England game around people, which I'm sure were happy to see New England lose? I did walk away with money in Ooh, Vegas. Okay. I, I, All right. I made an unfortunate first decision of betting a 10-point spread on a Syracuse versus Old Dominion game in the Carrier Dome that I thought would be a steal. Uh-huh. 10 points, sure, why not? Like I could, I could, I, could, I could get down with that. Yeah, I don't even know what the hell conference they're in. So they come into our house, and of course, they beat us by like six. Uh-huh. Uh, so that didn't work out for me. Fortunately, I was able to go and win most of it back. Back, uh, on a single deck blackjack table, so I walked out of there with about twenty five bucks. You're a blackjack guy. Uh, it's just what we ended up playing. I'll play poker. I'll play slots. It's just kind of like it's depending on what the mood hits me. I can't I, do blackjack. I do like blackjack though. It is a. It is a. If you had put a gun to my head and asked me, like you know, made me play a game, it'd See, probably be blackjack. I can't do blackjack because I play uh, like odd and weird, and I don't care about the rules of the table. And everyone gets mad at me when I play blackjack. I'm just playing for me. I don't care if the left and right person are winning. It's me versus the dealer. Those guys don't aren't included. Are you more of a team player when it comes to blackjack? I mean, I can I can get down with whatever. Fortunately, we found a table to ourselves, myself and, and the four or five other people that's that we nice. were with. So we were kind of able to sit down. And this was a, a casino that was a bit off the strip. It was Red Rock Casino. And it was a bit closer to the place we were staying. So we thought we'd go there and get warmed up before we went to the strip in the evening. With And, and uh, I'd never played single deck before, which, you know, at least in a casino environment. So it was nice. The dealers were willing to sit down and sort of show us all what the motions. Because it's different. You know, you don't tap on the table, for example, when you want to uh, get 
get hit, you have to uh, sort of like scratch your cards on the table. And uh, instead of saying stay, like with a, a you know a wave of the hand, you have to slide your card underneath the chips that you've bet. And that's how you signify you want to stay. So wow. this was a what? whole new process that I had to learn this Vegas. weekend. I've never heard that. I know, I know. It was a, it was a. Well, I'd never played. I'd never gone to a single deck blackjack table wow. before. So anyway, I learned something new. Good. And, and I ended up coming out about twenty five bucks on top. So it's, it's it's hard to beat. And it was <laughs> it was a fun weekend celebrating the birthday of thirtieth uh, birthday of friend of the show Rafi Ganemian. Yes, yes. Uh, so New England. So New England. Yes. And the other thing is, I and the, or the, right. And the answer, the second question is, uh, I watched that at home actually because we left early in the morning oh. and got back in time to well, catch the kickoff. Thanks, thanks for showing up at the football uh, party. Well, you, you know, we were tired, uh-huh. and uh, I uh-huh. thought I'd stay in and uh, spend some time. On Don't the let couch. him pressure you. Yeah. We'd no, totally I'm not. I'm not. That. I'm not worried about. It. He's the only one of us who's not in a relationship. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, watched Shots the game fired. from my couch, and uh, I gotta say, I'm. It's the first time. I mean, well, not the first time this season, but this season has kind of the theme of this season has kind of been for Tom Brady. I'm starting to look like I'm 41. Right. He's throwing balls in the dirt. He's overthrowing guys. Um, the throw. He, he's just the throws that were like that were you know, and you see it every once in a while. He'll still make those. He'll still make those passes where he just puts it right where only his guy can get it on on it, like a seam route or something like that to Gronk. Uh, it happened a game. Or, it happened a game or two ago. I'm trying to remember the exact pass, but but any anyway, he you still. See flashes of it, but he is struggling. It seems like he's struggling. He's yeah. just making. He's not making throws. And the other thing is, on defense, they're not wrapping guys up. They're not doing fundamental stuff. There was one sequence, I think, in the third quarter of that game, where Jason McCourty got torched on a, a great catch, admittedly by um, 13 on the Pittsburgh Washington. What, I yeah, forget. James Washington. James Washington. The rookie. And then the next play, Washington gets the ball again, stiff arms McCourty to the ground, and then on the third play he gets torched on like a juke where he just can't he can't make it up. These are just like little things that a veteran guy like Jason McCourty should be, and it's a microcosm of the defense at large. They're not wrapping up. They're not making the small plays. Stephon Gilmore is having a very, very good year. He's maybe the only bright spot on that defense. And Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers can't say enough about him and what a great pass rusher he is. But that team is struggling, and if Brady doesn't step back into Brady form soon, they're not going to last long in the playoffs against a team like the Chiefs. I agree with you. I think it uh, it speaks to what we were kind of talking about last week. And, Brian, I'm interested in your thoughts. I personally don't think there is one team that you need to look out for. I think if you get into the playoffs right now, no matter what your record is in the regular season, if you get into the playoffs and are on a hot streak, you could make it into the Super Bowl. 100%. I don't think there's any guy you have to you have to avoid. No. And the Patriots have fallen apart. The Steelers aren't really great. Baltimore is not great. The Chargers are playing the best they can, but are we really confident in the Chargers right now? On the NFC side, too, Carolina, New Orleans, Philly, the Rams, they're all falling apart. The narrative has shifted, right? Yeah. Because we, we, I recall about five or six week, weeks ago, we had the top tier three or four teams. And it was over. Uh, it was over. We, we were Everybody expected one or, one or two of those teams to make it to the Super Bowl. Now it's looking more and more obvious that it, it's going to be a heavily matched, match-up driven playoff For sure. uh, win and loss scenarios. I think a team like Chicago could go up against a really high-powered uh, offense like the Rams and or the Saints out. and, and turn, the, turn, the, turn the script a little bit. Uh, let's be weary, though, because I think a lot of the struggles that we are seeing out of the, out of the Saints, you know, with, you know, against Carolina on Monday night, uh, I think those are our trap uh, traps. That's a way to 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 word it. A lot of these teams are doing poorly against their division rivals, mm. and th- and that is 
typically because, again, the schedule aligns with that near mm-hmm. the end of the season. But that's also teams draft to beat their division. Teams set up their free agency yep. pools to beat their division. So I think what we're seeing is really evenly matched in-division in rivals uh, playing each other. But you still have to look at teams like Chicago, who has the uh, NFC North by, by the balls now. Yep. Uh, Officially and you, NFC North champions, and, those fucking bears. Those fucking bears. And uh, But I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Minnesota sneak in. Yeah, and, and, and create, do some damage. And do some damage because yeah. of the way they're matched up. So we'll see what happens. And one team in particular, we should be happy. We should be very happy because as the Rams are sort of falling apart, the Chargers have made their run and are the hottest team right now probably in the AFC. And we said it throughout the season, but we officially now, both of them have clinched postseason uh, placements. The Rams have won their division. The Chargers have a chance to win the division themselves. We Chip can have the two home L.A. playoff games coming up very, very soon, which will be a lot of fun. But Can't say the same for New York. Before we move on to the Rams' downfall, and we have to talk about the Chargers' upswinging. I, uh, we've had little conversations here and there about Phillip Rivers, and at the end of it all, is Phillip Rivers a Hall of Famer? He doesn't have the same wins on the resume as Big Ben and Eli Manning, the two guys he came into the league with, but Phil Rivers has done remarkable things. He's in the conversation for MVP right now. But that Thursday night, that Thursday night victory against Kansas City, in Kansas City, scoring 15 points in the final seven minutes of the fourth quarter, gunslinging from the side of the elbow arm throw that he has, that weird delivery that he has, was that a Hall of Fame worthy moment of the great Phil Rivers? Think of the pressure. He hadn't won in there in nine straight games. He just wanted to go in and win the goddamn game. He got a little bit of help from Andy Reid. He got a little bit of help from the referees. But my God, what a fucking fourth quarter by Phil Rivers, the old man doing what he's supposed to do. Is that a Hall of Fame moment? I mean, any game that's going to, first of all, any game that's going to come down to the wire and end like that, if you accomplish something like that as a quarterback, you have to have a little bit of luck and a little bit of the refs and the calls going your way and a little bit of all those things you mentioned kind of coming together. I think it's a potentially Hall of Fame moment in what so far has been uh, you know what? What could a Hall of Fame caliber season from yeah. from Philip Rivers? I mean, sure, he's not got the rings, he's not got the the postseason success, but he's writing this chapter of the book of Rivers this year. And depending on how they do in the playoffs, I mean, you know, look, if he wins the MVP, I think that's a huge, you know, that could push him up to. I guess the, you know, the question maybe you even have to ask yourself is: Is he a first balloter or not? Because because I think he's starting to put together numbers. That are going to be hard to look away from, especially when you think about about a guy like Dan Marino. I mean, he put up some pretty ludicrous numbers in his career. I never won a championship. Right. Um, I'm not intimately familiar with his playoff success, but I, I don't recall Miami spending a whole ton of time in the playoffs while he I was there. I think he went to the Super Bowl his second year and then never came, never went back. So I mean, you know, you could look at a guy like Dan Marino and say, AFC okay, he's in, he's in the he's in the Hall of Fame. Maybe a guy like Philip Rivers should be as well. He's he's got to be top ten in a lot of the main categories. I would matter. love I would love to see. Phil, I mean, again, this this uh, this playoff is going to be a crapshoot. I would love to see Phil make his playoff run and have himself an AFC Championship game and better yet, a Super Bowl. I think it's a it'd be a wonderful career marking moment if it was a Rivers Super Bowl and a Rivers versus Breeze Super Bowl. Oh boy, 
pop that popcorn. I am ready for that. I think, yeah, if they, no, I was just going to say, I think if they do win, I think that oh, that cements the Hall of Fame legacy sure. for that's him. It. He's, he, that he's a, if he wins, if the Chargers win the Super Bowl this, this year, Philip Rivers will be a him, first ballot Hall of Famer. We're going to be talking about him, but the next time we, uh, we, well, we will have I'm a... I'm sorry, a, Brian, I cut you off. Well, no, no. We will have a Christmas special coming next week for Week 17, and then after that, the three of us will be in the studio making our predictions for not only the postseason, but breaking down the wild card games. We'll be breaking down every playoff game. That comes up and both the Chargers and the Rams are going to be in there. The Chargers are on the upswing. The Rams, however, guys, we said in the beginning of the podcast, they are on the downswing. Yeah. Losers of two of their last three. They've kind of uh, shown a lot of weaknesses and people are saying that they, 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 they spiked too early. They reached their climax too early and now they're on the downfall. But Gentlemen, what I want to know with you guys, we, we are the preeminent Los Angeles football podcast. We need to be the ones to decide what exactly is wrong with these Los Angeles Rams, and can they fix it? They still have two weeks of the regular season left, maybe even a bye week if they don't fuck up the last two weeks. Do What can they do to fix this problem? What is the problem? Dangles, run down the stats for me from this last game against the Philadelphia Eagles against Nick Foles. And the Philadelphia Eagles. Man, he just seems to be kryptonite for so many right? people. 30-23 to 23 from the Coliseum. The Rams can't get it done on uh, Sunday night in America. Sunday night football in a football, in Amer- football night in America. What the fuck are they calling it Whatever now? Whatever it is, before you keep going, though, you said that was in the Coliseum, but are you sure? Because every time Philly made a play, I heard loud cheers from that yeah, stadium. Are you yeah. sure it was at the Coliseum? I mean, I mean, it, it appeared to be at a Coliseum, okay. unless someone you know, enchanted the Coliseum, to, or rather the link, to look like it's, the Coliseum. It sounded like the vet. Yeah, yeah. keep going. Anyway, uh, so 30-23 to 23 is the final. Nick Foles was 24-31 of 31 for 270 yards. He didn't throw any touchdowns. He did throw an interception. Uh, Jared Goff was 35. He passed the ball 54 times. Uh, 35 of 54 for 339 yards. Uh, two interceptions, and one of the most puzzling decisions I've ever seen a quarterback make in the history of quarterbacking. What was it in in the third quarter? Um, I think it was uh, he he fumbled he fumbles the ball, falls on top of it, and then instead of eating it, he gets back up and tries to make a pass, except he literally stands up right into the arms of an Eagles defender. So instead of going back down, he tries to throw it, and he can't he can't throw it, of course, because, yeah. again, he's wrapped up in a yeah. giant bear hug by a 260-pound man, <laughs> yeah. and so he fumbles the ball, the Eagles recover, and they gave away a scoring opportunity. Uh-huh. It's these these little things. He, he at the end of the first the first half, they have a chance to get a touchdown and he overthrows guys uh, his guys in the end zone three straight times. Yeah, okay, okay, Dangles. I I can feel I want to ask you guys a, a a marry fuck kill question here, but I feel like Dangles has already given away his answer because we have to find out what the problem is. Okay? And I have a marry fuck kill. I'm going to give you three options and I want you to marry fuck kill what is the true problem of these Rams. The first option being Jared Goff is simply not ready for the prime time. When you figured out Jared Goff, you can figure out what to do against him to make him lose a game, and he's doing it. So that's one option. Jared Goff not ready for the prime time. The second option, the reason the Rams are falling apart is Todd Gurley is off. Todd Gurley is injured. They're not giving Todd Gurley the ball enough. Todd Gurley in lies the problem, and the, the usage rate of him is the problem that is holding the Rams back. And number three, the one that I'd probably pick, and it's surprising me so much that we talked about this guy not being here anymore, and it's a big loss than we think, but Cooper Cup. 
Oh, the stats. I'm looking him up right now. The stats where Cooper Cup is in the game versus, versus when out he's of the not. game are like completely different. Teams. And I, I've, I've loved the past few games out of Josh Reynolds, who is playing in the place of Cooper Cup. I thought he's been really, really well, and he played really well against the Eagles. But this offense, since Cooper Cup is gone, it could be an aberration, it could be coincidence, but it's clearly not the same. So. Dangles, are you going to marry, fuck, kill? Jared Goff not ready for the prime time. Todd Gurley usage rate is either injured or off. Or three, this offense needs Cooper Cup. Yeah, I, I think I am. I think your instinct's right. I do go I do go with the first one yeah. uh, that, that Goff. And I don't know that it's he's not ready for the prime time. Because he's, he, he's won some prime time games. He's won some. He won that game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, absolutely, we, we, he did. We said that week. I think we said that Jared was Goff his, was here. Yeah, yeah, that was the crowning of him. No, it was. I mean, that, and that's exactly right. I don't think it means he's not ready for the prime time I think he might just be like in a slump maybe he's got the yips maybe he's dealing with some confidence issues I'm not sure but he needs to make better decisions with the football it's just that simple between overthrowing guys between you know that play where he gets up where he should should have just eaten it yeah um I I just I just think it's difficult well it's funny you mentioned the the um uh the issue with Cooper Cup not being there because I I was listening to um the Sean McVay show on on the, the Rams radio station on the way home from the gym tonight and um uh uh one of the one of the hosts brought up a uh, a point saying LT was saying on the broad on the NFL Network broadcast or whatever broadcast he was on last night that you know that the issue is Cooper Cup that he's not there. Ladanian Tomlinson was saying this, and um, you know of course he he kind of he, that's a softball question for coach speak. He can be like, well, it's never just one guy. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's it's everybody on the team, and I I kind of have to I kind of have to believe that Josh Reynolds has been very good as a step, and you can't replace a guy like Cooper. And this is exactly what John McVay said. You can't replace a Cooper Cup. Like, yeah. You can't you can't fill his shoes. But Josh, you know, it's this is a next man up kind of game, and 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 you can't just it, it, it say okay, we're missing one guy on offense, and that's why it's not working. Football just, I I can't see that with with the exception of very few players, football is not just likely not like that. Let me throw some stats at you that might like put context into how important Cooper Cup is. Over the last three games since his his injury, now mind you, that includes Detroit, mm-hmm. that includes this past game against Philadelphia and Chicago, and Chicago. so. They, over the last three contests, they are 21st in points per game, 22nd in third down conversions, and dropped from 4th to 12th in passing yards. Uh, third down percentage has gone from 45.3 to 32.6. Uh, so those are major metrics really taking a hit. So the question is, taking that piece of Cooper Cup out of this offense, well, well, where does that production then lie on? Is it a mixture of Todd Gurley? Is it a mixture of the other receivers? Because remember, Cooper Cup was the underneath guy. He yep. was that kind safety of valve. he was that safety valve all the time. He was de facto it, the tight end. I was going to say, does he now rely more on tight ends? That's that's not the strength of this team at no, all. And Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby aren't going to do it for you. And I hate to say it, but this has been a problem since the Detroit Lions. And I think Matt Patricia showed something that 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 I think a lot of coaches are picking up on. Yeah. You know, and Matt Patricia, you know, say what you want about him as a coach, but he is a good defensive minded guy. He showed that if you limit uh, 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 Jared Goff's ability to dump the ball, even to Todd Gurley, because Todd Gurley did not have a game against the Lions for that specific reason. Uh, that That's going to be a huge factor in yeah. what these teams can can do against the the LA Rams and more importantly when they get into the playoffs this is not the time to figure out how to how to rearrange Jared Goff's uh, uh brain when it comes to dumping yep. and, and and going around because the more he gets into these late games what i'm seeing is is quicksand you know the old uh uh what was it uh the uh the replacements with old Keanu Reeves uh Shane Falco you know where he talks about famously about I I was a great quarterback but I I suffered from quicksand and everybody's like what's quicksand and then Gene Hack or Gene uh, 
uh, what's his face, the coach, whatever, says, well, explain what quicksand is. And he talks about the feelings of being pressured, about mm-hmm. the feelings of trying to do more than what, you, what you're what you capable or you're used to doing, and you just want to do more and more. Every time you saw Jared Goff go back and get pressured, when nobody was open, what was he doing? He was throwing off the back of his foot. The kid's got to learn to just take a hit. The, learn, the kid's got to learn to fight another fight. Yeah, it's it's been tough because I tried to find reasoning. I tried to find stats uh, to back up what's going on in this fall because I thought at first it was Jared Goff is getting pressured too much and that's leading to the in success but his sack rate's been the same his completion percentage the same his yards per attempt has been the same yes it's fallen off a little bit but nothing drastic to be like there's the reason and then I tried to look up Todd Gurley's stats and yes the man has only had over uh, 15 carries once in the past six games He's got to be. There's got to be something off with him. There's got. He keeps on being on the sideline, getting his knee treated. Since that Kansas City game, that team has fallen apart on every facet of the offense because they're still using Todd Gurley a bunch, but he's not making the plays that he was making at the beginning but, of the season. And if you watch that game against the Philadelphia Eagles, they pointed out really well that Philly. The defensively was playing very deep with their safeties and cornerbacks and letting those underneath thing happen to the Gerald Everett's and the Tyler Higbees. And that's the type of formation where you would look at and say, you know what, let's just run it seven straight times and force those safeties to come back down. But they didn't do it. It's not because they didn't see it. It's because they weren't able to. And I think something's off with Gurley. That's probably the route that I'm going is a Gurley reason. Dangles is saying it's a golf reason. Brian's pointing the finger at Cooper Cup not being there. The real question is, two weeks remaining in the regular season, can they turn it around in time for the playoffs? Because, as you said, you can't figure this well, out in the yeah. playoffs. You have to have it done by then. I, I think if there's any coach at this moment in time who's capable of doing that with all the weapons he has, I think it's Sean McVay. If, 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 if it can happen, it can happen with Sean McVay. He's just got to find a way to take the load off of uh, off of Jared Goff. And I think you're right. Handing it off to at least your, your Pro Bowl running back uh-huh. to, to, to do a little bit of that. He's got to go to this offense and say, guys, we're going to scheme up the, like crazy. We're pulling all the stops out for the rest of the year. Gotcha. You know, you know what I mean? So so be prepared. We're just gonna we're gonna roll with it. Be on top of it. Okay, so then that brings us to uh my next question before we go to the graveyard section. Uh uh this has to be talked about, I think, on this podcast, but we just watched on Saturday night the biggest victory the Cleveland Browns have had arguably in the past five years. They went into Denver, a team that was fighting for their playoff lives, a tough place to play, a team with probably better players across the line than most of the Cleveland Browns players. And the Browns went in there and won a game. Won a game handedly. Did whatever they wanted against this Denver team. Behind Baker, behind Miles Garrett in the D-line, that whole team is clicking. Question is, does Greg Williams get the job as the Cleveland Browns head coach? If you're sitting there as Mr. Haslam and you look at this team, the turnaround that has happened, you just keep everything going. Let's move it forward. Or do you ruin, or do you say, Greg, we're going to have you walk away and try to start over? What would you do, Dangles? I think he has to be, Greg Williams, has to, has to, has to be a candidate here. I think he's earned that right. I he's going to be earned, a candidate. I'm I think he's you, earned that interview. Here's your I think job. he's earned, uh, no, I don't know if you could say here's your job. I think he's earned the front runner spot. I think he's earned the sort of, we're going to have to have someone come in and like really blow us away and prove that they are the better choice for this franchise than Greg Williams is, but it's really hard to argue with, with winning. And granted, Hugh Jackson got a couple of those wins. As much as we, no, yeah, as much I mean, as we clown on, no, wins. you know, as much as we clown on Hugh, he got a couple of, he got a couple of those wins at the beginning of the season. He was able to pull those guys together, whether it was hard knocks, good mojo, or, you I know, think, just, I, just sheer luck and a blind squirrel finding a nut every once in a while kind of situation. He's still got a couple of those wins, but you ha- I mean, Greg Williams is, has gotten this team to play for him and we were 
were talking when when Hugh Jackson went away about how they were just going to completely fall apart, how there was no way this team was going to play for Greg Williams. They might finish and they the have. winning record. They uh, very well might. Brian, yes or no, Greg Williams gets the job. If they beat the the Baltimore Ravens the last game of the year, right, the, he gets the job. I think so too. Because right now there is nobody in the front runner position who I believe would want to go to Cleveland, other than your boy from Oklahoma. Oh, Lincoln Riley. Unless yeah. Lincoln Riley, superstar himself, comes in. But yeah. here's what you're playing with. You're playing with fire. Yeah. If you oh, bring in an unknown commodity to Cleveland, thinking with all the problems there's, they've had in the past. officially pressure on the Cleveland Browns this offseason. Oh, like, yeah. They're going to expect a, oh, a, yeah. a, a definite winning record out of that team Especially next year. Especially if a new coach comes in and does yeah. not perform well. Everybody's oh, going to go, we should have hired it's Greg. It's trouble. It's trouble. All right, let's move on to uh, the finale, the season finale of the Gravestones game right after this. Left Coasters. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now here gathered today for the final day of the Gravestone game. This game we've been playing since week one. Each week, the three hosts pick a team to throw into the ground and say they will not make the playoffs in 2018. Sometimes you make mistakes, though. Because you pick teams too early, they make a run later, and now you're stuck. The point of the game is by the end of it, you're going to have 12 teams still living, and you want them all in the playoffs. We all have some marks on our card right now. They're going to cost us points. The question is, who's going to have the most playoff teams by the end of it? All together now, we've killed many teams. San Fran, New York Giants, Tampa Bay, Detroit, Arizona, Atlanta are the NFC Grave Pool candidates. AFC has Buffalo, Oakland, Cleveland, the Jets, Jacksonville, Cincy, and somehow Miami, who is still very much alive at time of recording. Brian, uh, he's got a definite loss with Chicago being killed already. Dangles and I have already killed Dallas and Seattle, so we got a couple of uh, couple of weak points here. But for the order of attendance, Dangles won the pick'em. He's going first. Brian is going second. I'm going third. We each have to kill our final two teams. As always, if Dangles kills someone, Brian and I cannot kill that same team. So here we are: one AFC, one NFC, for all the marbles. So let us now dive in to Gravestones. Diggity Dangles, thank you for joining us. I'm happy you wore all black to commemorate the final Gravestone Day. We are sitting here, and uh, you can go NFC, you can go AFC, my friend. You're up first. It's very important. You're trying to take away from another person. What conference are you going with? Uh, I'm starting with the NFC. The NFC, where you've killed the Seattle Seahawks, currently the five seed, the Dallas Cowboys, currently the four seed, and the Washington Redskins vying for the six seed. Who will you add to that pool? Uh, this week, I will be adding the Carolina Panthers. Oh, my. Carolina losing a Monday night game, getting it stolen away from him, and that means Brian cannot kill Carolina today, but he is pumping his fist because he is happy. Brian, are you going AFC or NFC? I'm going to go with AFC. AFC, you've killed the Indianapolis Colts who are fighting for the sixth seed, the Tennessee Titans who are fighting for the sixth seed. Your last AFC team is? The Denver Broncos. Yes, sir. The Denver Broncos were eliminated this past week. We put Denver in the grave pool. Quick moment of silence for those Broncos. My turn. I am here, I am up, and I am ready to take Green Bay and throw them into the ground as my final 
NFC pick. Adieu, 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 adieu. See you next year, Aaron Rodgers and crew. Uh, Dangles, you just went NFC. You must go AFC. You've only killed Indy. you got to kill someone else. Who's it going to be? The Tennessee Titans. Wow. Good pick. You don't believe Tennessee's got a chance to come through in the end? Not really, no. They're pretty much banking their hopes on Derrick Henry continuing to be hot. Yeah, okay. I feel you on that one. Tennessee goes into the ground for dent for dangles. Brian, you've killed now the NFC, Green Bay, and Washington, and Chicago. I am going to be killing the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles? Yes, sir. They just beat the Rams. Yeah. Who else Who else am I considering here? I mean, I don't know. You're telling me. No, I, that's either the Minnesota Vikings, the Seattle Seahawks, the Dallas Cowboys not getting into the playoffs. Not going to happen. So he's going with Philly. And the, my... Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Eagles are, by the way, playing the Texans and the Redskins. So the Philadelphia is dead, according to Brian, in the final AFC team to go into the Deadpool. i got to make a choice. I have all the remaining players. It's either Indy or Baltimore. And, fellas, Lamar Jackson is not going to be in the playoffs in the year 2018. Indy's making it as the sixth seed, and Lamar's falling apart in the end. Good night, and good luck. Okay, pick'em time, pick'em time. It is week 16, we have two weeks left, and it is very close at the top. Dangles won last week, but he only won by one game total, so Brian... Defending two-time champion, the only champion of the Pick'em, is still in third place. 129 wins, 93 losses. So 129 is the number for you. Myself right in the middle. 131 and 91. Two games ahead of Brian. Dangles. 133 and 89. Four games on Brian. Two games on me. 32 games remain. Brian, can we start week 16, the Pick'em? Absolutely. Here we go. Thursday game. Oh, so yes. sorry. What? So sorry. Hold up. Chris Saunders, our, our our vaunted guest last week, which many people said was a great interview. We will have him back when his Bears fall apart in the playoffs. But uh, he tried to go up at uh, at uh, Big Ben Fink and Alex Alche and try to get better than eleven and five. Chris Saunders, six and ten. Oof. Six and ten. Oof. Six and ten. So see yourself out the door, Chris Saunders. Let's start the pickup. At least the Chicago Bears are doing well. We have the start of the Saturday games. Yeah, Saturday. We have the Washington Redskins at 7-7 seven and seven versus the Tennessee Titans 8-6. and six. Both of these teams technically still alive and in the hunt for the playoffs. I am picking Tennessee to win this game because I don't think Josh Johnson wins two NFL games in his career. I'll go with Tennessee. Mm, yeah, same here. Derrick Henry had a really good back-to-back weeks the last two weeks. I suspect he'll have another good week, but I think that alleviates a little bit of the pressure for Marcus. I'll tell you Toyota. one thing. I'm not watching that game. <laughs> I will probably that skip that guy. <laughs> yeah. Next, we've got the uh, late Saturday game. That is the Baltimore Ravens, who are fighting for their playoff life with yep. Lamar Miller, eight and six versus our Los Angeles Chargers at eleven three. Now, this game I will be watching in full. I cannot wait for this game. Baltimore's defense, guys, for real, for real. And you need to keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket because if he uh, has to throw the ball and be a pocket passer, he can't do it yet. He just can't do it yet. He's not, you're going to be able to beat him if you get there. Pressure is on the D-line. Pressure is on the linebackers of the Chargers. But I truly believe the Chargers have taken the division. I truly believe they're grabbing the one seed. And it starts with this game. Saturday night, under the lights, win this game, Chargers. What do you guys say? Mm. 
this guy's at home, but does that really matter? There is no the home Chargers? for the Chargers, there is, yeah. no, there is no home for them. Uh, you know, I don't think Baltimore is a team that travels, though. I don't think their fans are going to raid the—they're not Philly. I would have said that about a lot of teams, but they seem to come out like crazy. Right. L.A. is the transplant town. So, guys, I'm taking the Chargers, You man. know, Where Melvin you Gordon, I think, is going to be back for this game. They're supposed uh, now, and, and, and I think they'll roll him out because they want to win the division. This is not a yes, it's late seed, in this baby. season. And they want that one seed. So if he is ready to fire up, they're going to fire him up. I like the Chargers to win this. Melvin Gordon comes back with a bang. And uh, the other person we have to watch for is Keenan Allen. He left with a hip injury Tough. in that, in that game, which I know was a fantasy dagger for a lot of people in semifinal matchups this week. There were a lot of injuries that sunk fantasy semifinal matchups this week. Fantasy football sucks. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tony being one of them. Uh, uh, but I, yeah, I, I got to go with the Chargers here. I, I like them to Ryan, win this game. I'm going to go with Baltimore. Yeah, you got to make you got to make changes somewhere. Baltimore, they're a good team. There's a good there's a good decision. I feel I good about this this hedging of the bet so to speak because with the number 1 defense, Philip Rivers right. does not do well against good defenses. When the other defense sucks and the other offense is prolific, they play well. MVP Philip Rivers does. <laughs> Exactly, but Let's we go. we all know the other Philip Rivers all too well. Who shows up, baby. Next game. Next, Sunday we got now. the start of the Sunday games. We've got the six and eight Cincinnati Bengals versus the six, seven, and one Cleveland Browns. Give me Cleveland, 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 Give Cleveland, me Cleveland. Cleveland. Uh, let's just say Cleveland was five and uh, Cincy was five and two at one point. Just let that sink in. Five and two, and they are six and eight now. Fuck you, Cincy. Although, I was right about good you all for you, along. Dangles, for picking them to beat the Oakland Raiders last week. I mean, you know, I just don't see. It's hard to pick the Oakland. This Raiders. is how the pick them is one. You win those shitty games between well, the Cleveland Bengals. It's the true, Cincy but Bengals no, but okay, Raiders. that was a simple matchup. The Raiders have no offense. The Bengals have at least Joe Mixon. That is one more offense <laughs> than the Raiders have. I will stick with the Cleveland Browns. I will not be going on a limb on this next if one. If Cleveland ends with a winning record, golly. All right, next game. Next, we've got the 5-9 and nine Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Dallas Cowboys, 8-6, and six, who came off a big, bad loss. They look the like shit. Colts. They look like shit. I predicted it correctly, but I didn't expect that much of a beatdown. Indy killed them. That was bad. Uh, uh, they turn it around, though. I think Jameis can do some damage against that uh, with the passing offense, but Tampa Bay is ready to fold. I'm going with Dallas here. I'm going to go with Dallas too. Yeah, make it three. All right. Next, we've got the Minnesota Vikings, seven six and one at the five and nine Detroit Lions. I knew Minnesota was winning that Miami game as soon as I made the pick on this podcast last week. That was the dumbest pick I've made all season. Minnesota fired their offensive coordinator and then hung forty points on Miami. Miami stinks. I think Detroit also stinks. I'm going with Minnesota again. Yeah, I'm taking the Vikings. I'll in this take one. Minnesota as well. Uh, next, we've got the Buffalo Bills. Five and nine mm-hmm. at your New England Patriots. Dangles. Uh, I'm gonna let Dangles pick first, but I will say, uh, uh, breaking news: Tony Cavallo will be in attendance at this game. Oh, you I get to see Josh Allen live. Oh, that's awesome. That's I get to great. see Josh Allen live. I, I mean, like Josh. I'm I actually rushes. I hope he rushes for 400 yards. I can't <laughs> wait. Here's the thing, though, Dangles. Uh, New England is not playing well at the moment. New England has some things they need to figure out. They're playing now a tough defense in Buffalo, and they do struggle against mobile quarterbacks. And Josh Allen is a, a very mobile quarterback, an unexpectedly mobile quarterback. Dangles, who wins this game? I think the New England Patriots win this game. I'm going to go uh, with the 29-3 and overall record that Tom Brady has against the Buffalo Bills in his career. Uh, and, yeah, you know, they are struggling right now. And like I said, Tom Brady looks every bit of the 41-year-old right. he is right now. Um, uh, we'll 
you know, I, I just I, – I think I, – first of all, I would not want to be in that team meeting with Coach this week. Oh, it would be hell right uh, now. That that would, would, they had a lot of false starts. They had hell. a lot of stupid drops. They had a lot of bad plays. Not Patriot football. No, and well, and again, it goes back to the just the fundamental stuff that you have to be doing at this point in the season, you know, whether it's wrapping guys up, whether it's not getting false starts on key plays, um, just, just, just fighting through in, in general at this last point in the season is super hard. I still think they're able to pull it out because, uh, you know, they, they're going to need to shut down this Ramon Foster kid who's suddenly putting up insane numbers for the Bills. Um, but I just don't I don't think Josh Allen and his legs can get it done for them. He's he's passing a little bit better every week. I don't think I so just either. don't I just don't think I, they're uh, going to have it when it comes down to it. Although keep in mind, remember the last time these two teams played, it was in Buffalo, and I believe the Patriots got shut out in the first half. I don't the think they scored any points at all. The, again, the defense for Buffalo is good. They have the recipe for success against this Patriots team. It's just the history. You can't. I mean. Just the history. New England's not losing this game. This is not a game New England loses. They right the ship. They beat the little brother Buffalo Bills. I'm excited to watch a game where I have no idea who any of the skill position players are for the away team. I'm going to be guessing names the whole entire time. Brian, we both have New England. Are you going to go differently I'm going to stick here? with New England. This okay. is not a limb, right. limb game here. Next, we've got the Green Bay Packers 5-8-1 at the 4-10 New York Jets. I, don't, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. New York Jets have a good enough defense and a good enough defensive line to make Aaron Rodgers' life We help. also have to acknowledge that we thought for a while there that Sam Darnold was done. He's back. He's back, and he's doing superb. Yeah, I mean, well, he's uh, for him. For yeah, him. yeah. yeah. he made a couple plays. I don't know if you saw his jump pass that he, he made. He can ball. I, I, he does. I, I was watching I was watching some of his throws, though. He doesn't have a lot. I don't know if it's just his point in the season. I, know, I don't know what's bothering him. A lot of his throws are just kind of sailing. He doesn't have a lot of zip behind them. He, he, he was not throwing dots against, against the, the, the Texans this you know Sunday. And is... I, I, a lot of his balls, like, I, kept, I kept turning over to the guy I was watching the game with and being like, dude, your quarterback's throwing ducks up there. Like, these are going to get picked off eventually. It's easy to sit on a route when a ball's thrown like that and just pick one off him. You know who else is not throwing the ball as well as he should? Aaron Rodgers. No, he played really true. crappy against that Chicago Bears defense, and he had open receivers that he was flat-out missing. Flat-out missing. So who are you picking, the Jets or the Green Bay team that is not a Green Bay team? I'm going with the Packers here, I think. Um, I, I think I, they, they wanna, they're want they limping to the finish line here with, with an, an really interim, an interim really head coach. Their runner hurt. Um, you know They've had troubles with the wide receiving core injury-wise all year long. And and the defense has been fine, but nothing more. So I just th- I think though they come back, they bounce back and win this game. I'm doing it. I'm stepping out on a limb. I'm picking Sam Darnold and the Jets to beat my favorite team in the whole wide world, the Green Bay Packers. I am picking with my head, not my heart. I really think the Jets at this point are a better team than the Packers have injury wise, defensively. And if Sam Darnold doesn't make too many mistakes, I think he can win this game at home. Brian, break the tie. Uh, I'm going to go with the New York Jets as well because I think uh, what I I saw a different game. I saw a really solid. Sam Darnold some passes missed but he also had some insane passes mm. and you know who's great is Robbie Anderson you know, Robbie Anderson like he had like a 150 yard day it was yeah. for the first time like all year long he has one gear and that couple, is he, that is really high and he runs straight to the end zone that's about all he does that's all he'll need to do against this vapid Green Bay defense all right so there we are next we've got the Houston Texans 10 and 4 at the Philadelphia Eagles 7 and 7 do you want to live in a world where the Houston Texans have a bye week in the playoffs because we're getting there <laughs> <laughs> we're getting there 
I don't think it's I don't think it's that far fetched an idea necessarily. But the Eagles are obviously coming off the biggest win maybe of their season. Oh, they easily. It, they did it uh, without Carson Wentz. Like it seems they do everything that's actually really really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but the Texans are rolling right now. This I mean, Demarius Thomas had a huge day against the Jets. DeAndre oh, Hopkins yes, had did. a huge day against the Jets. Uh, and who knows what might have happened? So easy. Who knows what might have happened if Lamar Miller had been able to stay in that game? They would have had that rushing attack as well. I oh this is this is tough. I guess I just wonder how long the Eagles' luck can last them. They're not they just can't keep winning with Nick Foles, can they? I don't know. They, I mean, he played exa- he did exactly what that team needed to do. Their defense is decimated by injury. They don't have a run game. All he was doing was throwing to Alshon Jeffrey basically. And I know because I was watching Zach Ertz like a freaking hawk because I was playing against him in two champion fantasy semifinal games and I needed him to stink and he did stink fortunately. <laughs> I'm picking Houston. I'm going with Houston. They are the hottest team win right I don't believe him at all I don't believe him at all but it's about time I get on this train we're on the Deshaun Watson Houston train let's go DeAndre Hopkins Philly has no cornerbacks I think he owns that yeah game. I think you're probably right about that I think I'm gonna go with Houston uh, you sound very confident in it Brian I, I mean I'm not that confident but I think Houston's a better team I'm gonna go with the Eagles simply because I know what the Eagles. Brian. I know what the Eagles are gonna do to me. Yeah. I I yeah. killed them in the in the grave. In the pool. gravestone. So now you're hedging the bet. I and, and I know I I gave them a W or a loss at this, and I think they have a pretty easy W. I think they play the Giants maybe at the end of the season. I forget who they play off the top of my head. However, I just really think that they're gonna make my life a living hell, and they're gonna they could. they're gonna make me pay. Next, we have the Atlanta Falcons five and nine against the Carolina Panthers six and eight. Uh, Atlanta. Carolina's falling apart. Yeah. Cam Newton can't throw the ball over 20 no. yards. He no. can't do it. I no. think Christian McCaffrey is having a career year. I think he's awesome. I think Luke Keekley is unbelievable. Might be the best defensive linebacker in the game. Cam Newton is officially hurt. I think Atlanta is getting people back. I think Devonta Freeman plays in this game, and I think Atlanta keeps – they like their coach. They want to keep winning. I'm picking Atlanta. I'm going to pick Carolina. I'm taking Atlanta here as well. I totally agree with you. The wheels are completely coming off in Carolina. Cam had a horrible, horrible, terrible, terrible, no good, very bad game, and especially first half. He was terrible. He, he got sacked a few times. He threw an interception. And, and then on the last play, the last play of the game is just terrible yeah. on, on Monday. I, I, I've got to go with Atlanta here. Next, we've got the New York Giants 5-9 and nine against the Indianapolis Colts 8-6. and six. Yo, Indy. I th- I, well, I think New York gives them a game, though. I do think the Giants give him a game. Who I think, cares? Give me I think they have the offensive <laughs> firepower to give him a game. Saquon, Saquon, thank you for showing up in the fantasy semifinals, buddy. Did me a lot of help there. I'm picking Indy as well. I'm picking Indy as well. Next, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are 4-10 against the 7-7 seven and seven Miami Dolphins. Who fucking cares? This game is going to be the deciding factor in our pick I'll tell you that right now. I think Cody Kessler stinks. I'm picking Miami, even though I think Miami stinks. Go Miami. I- I'm picking Miami as well. I'm going Jacksonville here. There Damn you it. If you win because Cody Kessler beats Brian Tannehill, I quit. The I shouldn't. Pick I shouldn't. You know, the, the, I, I, quit the I, I shouldn't be going out and sh- differing from you guys because I'm in the lead right now and I shouldn't change anything. But I true. I truly don't think Miami wins this game. Their luck is not going to continue. They're just. They just no. <laughs> Next, we've got the uh, Los Angeles Rams. 11-3 at the Arizona Cardinals, 3-11. and 11. I think uh, this is the perfect it's team a good bounce back game. to turn around. You need to figure some stuff out and get get into Arizona, win the game, go on to the playoffs. I'm picking the Rams. I'll pick the Rams as well. Yeah, I want the Rams too. All right, next we've got the Chicago Bears, 10-4 and 4 at the 4-10 and 10 San Francisco 49ers who came off a big win against the Seattle Seahawks. Can't wait to see Nick Mullins against the Chicago defense. A uh, quarterback that actually complete passes against this defense will be a lot of fun to watch. I don't think they have enough to beat the Chicago Bears, though. Chicago wins this game. I think Chicago has a chance to get a bye week. I really do. Yeah, I'm going to go with Chicago as well. I don't think the 49ers are able to win this one. Not a chance. Chicago all day. 
all day Chicago. Next, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers 8-5-1 against the New Orleans Saints 12-2, the game of the week. Uh, guys, the New Orleans Saints offense has been anemic the last three games. They, they have good. not been not able to get anything going But they've been playing good defenses. They have. That's true. Um, but, but yeah, but, but Carolina's a Pitts- team you could take advantage of. I, I agree. They could, I don't you think know. Pittsburgh has a good defense. I think Pittsburgh was uh, – New England had plays on the field that they just left oh, New England there. shot themselves they in the foot that whole there. game long. Uh, I think New Orleans wins this game, and I think that AFC North race is a cluster I'm gonna by take, the end of it. Oh, ha- Hanley, I also think as long as Alvin Kamara has legs – yeah. And his brain's working. Yeah, I think the New Orleans Saints continue to be the most dominant NFC team. Daniels. NFC. Yeah, I, I, I don't think yeah, at home, especially. At I, I'm home. going. I'm picking it because it's in the dome. Yep, definitely. Next, that'll be a high scoring game, though. I'll tell you that. I, I actually think it's the opposite. Oh, you think it's low? Yeah, because New Orleans has been doing that lately. I understand. I just think there's so many playmakers on both sides of the ball there. Fast turf. True that. Next, we've got the uh, Kansas City Chiefs at 11-3 against the 8-6 and six Seattle Seahawks. This is a great game. Excited this to see this. Yeah, this should be game. a lot of fun. And the pressure is on Mahomes here. There is a, Give me a, a, Seattle. You know, you could drop to the five seed if you lose this game. That's, Absolutely. You don't want to be there. You want games at Arrowhead in the playoffs. You think Seattle wins this I'm game, willing. Brian? I'm willing Seattle to this win because I want Seattle in the playoffs, <laughs> and I just think this is how they do it. <laughs> Seattle's They've got to make up ground. They ha- That's yeah. how they have to. They, that, huge, that was a huge fucking loss against the San Francisco Absolutely. I, they could have clinched I, I would hate to be in that locker room. I guarantee you Russell Wilson's screaming and yelling and getting people excited. I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs here. I think Magic Man Mahomes shows up. I think he exa- he wants he wants playoff games in Arrowhead. I don't think the noise factor is going to be an issue for him because he's playing in Arrowhead. He's used to how loud it gets mm-hmm. in there. Uh, I think he's going to be just fine. Uh, and and the Seahawks, although you have to give them kudos, I think they've literally gone from worst to first rushing this year. I think at, yeah. at the beginning of this year they were, if not the worst team, then in the bottom like five, yeah. like very bottom of the barrel in terms of rushing uh, rushing. Now this they season. have anybody. Can and, Yards. Yeah, and they have done an incredible job in an offensive line that we trashed pretty much the entire last season of the Left Coasters podcast. I think uh, it's just enough. These two teams, it's going to be a remarkable game because you have very similar teams in the way that they are built, and I think Mahomes versus Wilson is a QB matchup to watch for the future. I think Russell gets the first one. I'm going with the home team, the Seattle Seahawks. Great. Next, we've got the Denver Broncos 6-8 and at the 3-11 and Oakland Raiders. I don't know. I truly game. don't know. Denver I is falling Denver apart. Denver wins this I game, though. Denver, Denver is falling apart. I think Denver. I'm going to go with Remember Denver. Remember what I said earlier. Remember when you have the Oakland Raiders who have no offense and the other team they play who almost certainly has at least one offense? One is bigger than zero. I, so I you go with you. the team that's playing I against the Raiders. Philip Lindsay got, ha, has the different, is the difference for me. Phillip Case Lindsay, Keenan was another, like shit. Another Tony Cavallo running back that didn't show up this weekend. Uh, Dangles, I'm not making a different pick. I'm not trying to catch you by betting on the Oakland Raiders. I'll stay with the the chorus here, Denver all the way. Well, I got another week. That's, it. That's it. That's it. And that is it for the week 16 pick'em. And that is it for our uh, our regular broadcast here at the Left Coasters. We'll be back at you with week 17 with the week 17 picks and a Christmas special. And then it's playoff, fellas. The both the Rams and the Chargers will be in these playoffs. We just don't exactly know what the seating will be. And when those playoffs happen, look for us. The wild card weekend will probably come out Thursday or Friday. We'll be breaking down the wild card games. We'll be giving you our postseason predictions. And we'll be uh, talking about Black Monday, those coaches getting fired. That's coming up, too. But, hey, what a wonderful Week 16 podcast. Uh, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Brian the Ballerina, Balzarini, Tony Cavallo. And we are the Left Coasters. And finally, ram it.
I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.